0: You are listening to the TJRS Radio
1: Network. The Serious Sound of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. It is best.
0: You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.
2: No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out.
1: No more, boys
3: will be boys.
2: No more, I'll say something next time.
3: No more, why didn't she tell anyone?
2: No more, she was flirting with him.
3: No more, she's too smart to let
2: that happen. No more, not my problem.
4: No more, he didn't
2: mean it. No more, why does not she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more,
5: she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more
4: careful.
2: No more. We don't talk about that.
4: No more bystanding.
2: No more ignorance.
4: No more excuses. No more. No more.
6: No more.
7: WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober. Or get
0: pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map it a sap. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first
8: very honored that you would join me he has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in
2: Mr. Alan Sarrow right away.
7: Hey, how old are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make
1: a do doo-baby. Man. man, what's crack a baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show.
3: Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch.
0: You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network.
1: Good Sunday morning to you folks. Welcome to the serious side of the J Rao show which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio network online radio at its best. I'm the show's host J. Rao. We should be up and running pretty soon. We apologize for the inconvenience. So sit back and relax and enjoy some smooth jazz until then. You're in tune to the serious side of the J Raw show right here. On the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio At its best We should be broadcasting very soon Keep it locked right here It's the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS. And I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
4: Welcome to the Serious Side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, J. Ryle.
1: Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is March 25th, 2018. You're in tune to the Serious Side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Online radio. And it's best, of course, like the man said, I'm J. Ryle, but I never should have stayed by myself. Introduce you to the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Mr. Elias, who gets the first and last word. Good morning, sir. How are you?
7: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. And how are you doing this morning? Doing
1: outstanding. Broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas, in Dallas for some business. So I'm, oh, I feel like Doctor Prince is I'm on the move this morning, so I'll be here for the first. <laughs> Segment of the show. Hopefully, my quality is pretty decent. You can understand what I'm saying. The calling number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Our main man Jerome, which pretty usually joins us after his uh, commitment with Clear Channel Radio. Also, the very lovely Kathleen Williams will start making a regular appearance here on the serious side, no. of course. Doctor Prince's idea will uh show up when she can show up. Alright, so have a lot to get into this morning. Uh a lot to get into. Ms. Elias, feel free to interrupt me because obviously you can see you have eyes well, yeah, Kathleen Ka- I
7: do believe this is Kathleen. She is with us right now.
1: Kathleen is here. All right, let's bring Kathleen Weezy. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you?
7: I am trying to you know the, the That's one okay. is a Block talk radio I there. I
1: understand There, you go.
8: <laughs> there okay, she is. Kathleen, how are you? I'm doing great this morning. How are you both? Happy New
1: All night. right, so doing well. Doing well. Now, l- l- let me start the show off with an apology because last week Kathleen put me on blast about the intro. And in fairness to me, here's my excuse. The intro is actually done, but it's on my main board in Houston, so I'm on the road. So next week, I promise <laughs> Kathleen Williams will be a part of that uh, marquee. That is a promise from me to you. I promise you. <laughs> Once again, the number three four seven
9: eight
1: five zero one two seven two. We have a lot to get into this morning. A lot's been going on, of course, in the uh, presidency of Donald Trump. You never know what can happen. Uh, we had a spectacular event that happened yesterday that we're going to definitely take some time to talk about. With young kids of America really stepping up and trying to show the nation that they're tired of living in a world where they have to fear whether or not you know they're going to make it home from school. And not only you know gun violence in school, Mr. Elias, but also so going home from school, which a lot of the <clears throat> kids from Chicago, Illinois, really, you know, made put an emphasis on yesterday. What an incredible scene yesterday! We'll talk about that. Plus, we're going to talk about just the horrific shooting that happened in Sacramento, California. Obviously, that will be our third set. Stephon Clark in his grandmother's backyard shot twenty times by police. And here's the bad part about it was that after they, you know, shot and killed this young man, then all of a sudden they. Hey, let's put our mics on mute And so it stopped the recording of, the, uh, of their uh, body cam So we're going to have that conversation But we'll start things off with the big interview that's happening tonight Stormy Daniels She'll be on 60 Minutes tonight And she's going to put the president on blast Mr. LES. Yesterday while the young kids were out You know, doing their thing, protesting Trying to make sure that they were safe and sound uh, The POTUS was on the golf course in Florida. And so he shot off a lot of Texas yesterday, tweets, I should say, didn't mention the kids, and he didn't talk about this shooting. So let's talk, and he didn't talk about Stormy Daniels. So what do you expect tonight, Mr. Elias? Are you anticipating what a lot of America anticipating, that she is going to spill the beans along with photos? Your thoughts?
7: I, I would imagine so, especially after uh, seeing that she put on a, as a tweet, a uh, tweet. Um, uh, and it's a, of a uh, of a camera roll, DVD. and it says, yeah, of a, yeah. And it's saying that you know a pictures worth a thousand words, so we, we'll see. We her will see that out. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, her, her attorney, whatever. <laughs> so,
1: but, but, but I, you
7: know, it, 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 I don't know. I really don't. It, it, but it's not going to be pretty.
1: But, but Kathleen, let me ask you this, Kathleen. So. Here's the thing, and this is the reason why people are so upset with uh, evangelicals. They haven't said anything. Do you think that after tonight that they will change their approach when it comes to this president? Do you think for the first time during this presidency it's going to get some backlash from that community that who are who, who are really supporting this guy because it's all about getting their agenda across? You know, obviously they don't like abortion. They want you know, they're concerned about the Supreme Court justices. So do you think that after if pictures are shown tonight, right, of him and this woman, do you think they're going to actually start stepping up to the plate and saying, you know what, we can no longer support this guy because, you know, our family values are more important than anything, what's the
9: uh, no. I don't think no, so. Oh boy,
8: that was great. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think so at all. I mean, I don't recall any evangel? First of all, I don't I don't understand the evangelical supporting him anyway. So that was prior to uh, him being elected, right? So before he was elected, we had the bus with him and Billy, whatever his name is, Billy. Billy Bush. Whatever. Thank you, Billy Bush. Um, so he, he was grabbing. Um, Just saying things that evangelicals, would, I would imagine, would have shuddered at. Um, And they didn't say anything then, and they still supported him. Um, He had numerous women complaining about his treatment even after, before and after, that interview uh, became public again. Um, They heard clips of him on the Howard Stern show. They heard him say that he could shoot anybody on Fifth Avenue and never be uh, uh, never be charged with um, a crime. Um, They saw how he treated the Central Park uh, youth, uh, calling for the death penalty for them. They saw how he treated the current president. Whether they agreed with that president or not, there is a you know Christian would be, you know, you we use the term evangelical who kind of takes them out of the, the category of Christian, I think. Right.
5: But these are yeah. Christians
8: that are, you know, standing on the word of God and saying that we support a man who absolutely publicly stands for everything that we as Christians stand against. Um, right. You know, even if you wanted to look at, at, even if you called on Catholics, and this is not re- really my stand, but I don't know how many times has he been divorced and remarried? I don't know. Um, three, three. Yeah. So, and, I, and and please don't think that I'm condemning that. I'm just saying that it, you know, evangelicals <laughs> that when their strictest mindset uh, would <clears throat> would frown on many of the behaviors, but they have never said anything about any of those things. The only time. We heard evangelicals say anything about Donald Trump, was in support of him, not standing up against anything else that he said. So I don't know why we would expect them to do anything different right now. There's a a little corner that they stand Mm. in and say, oh, we're not involved in politics, so we really don't get involved (laughs) in conversations like that. So I expect that it's not going to change unless they're called out.
1: Yeah, but you know the thing is, Miss Daly. Yes, when we talked about, you know, I agree with Kathleen wholeheartedly. But when we talk about being called out, I mean, you know, Tony Perkins—he's the, you know, he's the, the president of this right for life type foundation. These guys are been—they've they, been silent. You know, they were the main ones, you know, talking all that crap when President Obama was in office. But they couldn't find it. Here's a guy. Think about the contrast here for a second. You know. There is that famous photo of the president whispering in uh, 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 Michelle's ear, and she has this, this schoolgirl look on her face, like, oh my God, you know, this this is my man. I mean, all of these photos of this of this lovely couple, you know, pictures of the family out there in the Rose Garden, you know, all these beautiful photos, and yet still they were, you know, sounding the alarm. Ah, oh, you know, President Obama, blah blah blah. blah. This is a guy. You know, when you look at the fact that remember his first meeting at the White House, this guy walks off and leaves his wife in the limo. There are photos of him, you know, walking with an umbrella while Melania is back there with no umbrella. You know, are uh, uh, you know there was a photo, there are this video out there of him trying to grab the first lady's hand and she's kind of shooing his hand away. This this presidency is the complete opposite of the family values. Thing that these guys are always talking about. So, you know, when people throw the word racism out there, when you put those types of tones out there, people say stop <laughs> playing the race card. Mr. Ellis, how can we stop playing the race card when you see these types of things? You have to say the only reason why they are accepting this guy is because of the color of his skin. Donald Trump don't give a dang about nobody.
9: <laughs>
1: he don't. <laughs>
7: Hey look man, let's let's just be completely honest about this. Um this this whole residency is a sham. And and um let's call it what it is. The the evangelicals are hypocrites. Because if if if, if Barack Obama had come into office met, got three different babies mothers, right? He uh
9: was
7: divorced three times and he was yeah. cheating on his wife and uh, with, with porn stars while she had just given birth to one of yep. his kids, what do you think they would have had to say about him?
1: Oh, my God. You
7: think, they, you think they would have welcomed him in? Hell, he didn't have any scandals. Loved his wife. Loved his wife. Come on, man. You know, no scandals as far as that goes. And and what do they do? They steal you know they still throw Barack Obama. Oh well, what about President Obama? What about this? I said, dude, I, I, I argue with people on Facebook all the time. Where's some of his scandals at? And then everybody brings up Benghazi. They Benghazi. Didn't find any, they didn't find. They didn't find anything with Benghazi. What, what, what did they find with Benghazi? Please tell me. Well, they got they got soldiers killed. I said that's because the Republicans cut the bill. They cut they cut the funding to to the to the uh, counselors over there. So don't play this game with me you got to follow the money trail. But once again, Donald Trump can do anything. He can congratulate Putin on a sham election, and the people in the White House said, do not do it, it's wrong. Because he just, he, he, he just committed a crime as far as um, poisoning people over in England, r- Russian citizens. They said it looks bad. What does he do? I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Congratulations, Putin. You're my man. Now, he, didn't if, what,
1: he, he didn't yeah. even mention it. He didn't even mention that. Yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Yeah. Yes. What what, what
7: if what if what if the president would have have have, have congratulated one of the world leaders that, that was a Muslim world leader? Oh what's that? See he's a secret Muslim.
1: Now <laughs> one the of the things that he did say there. now back in twenty twelve uh, they talked about how President Obama did congratulate Putin and, and yeah. all this good stuff. But see, there's a different caveat, and here's the problem, Kathleen. When you go back and read the statement that the uh, that the Obama administration put out at that time, it read that it it said congratulations to the Russian people, and because of having a you know a, an election, so to speak. But it's a whole different animal. This wasn't after, you know, they had meddled in our elections. This wasn't after they've been accused of poisoning people on our allies' uh, soil. Uh, I mean, it's a whole different environment. It, It tickles me pink when they try to compare things that President Obama did versus what's going on with the current administration. To me, they're just reaching for straws, right?
8: Um. I, no, I don't, I don't think it's reaching for straws, actually, uh, um, just kind of reaching for any old thing. I think it's a deliberate attempt to uh, hij- hijack, maybe? That's a good um, point. Just eliminate the presidency and uh, shame President Obama for being an excellent president. Um, yep. Looking for opportunities to just make this black man look terrible, and I right. think to frighten any other black person from wanting to participate in the American politics on that level. That's that's how I see it. Not only to um, to ridicule, shame, and eliminate his uh, successes as a president, probably the most successful president of of our time, if not in history, um, but also to shame black families and to try to insinuate that black people really don't know. You know, a black man, a black person, a black president um, can't really play on this field. And if you don't recall, we're going to remind you of every single horrible thing he did to try to make this idiot look presidential.
9: Mm.
1: That's a good point that's a, that's a dang old good point 347-850-1272 It's uh, well, 18, eight after year. Year. We 18 have minutes after the hour We have Covina Okay good so, Alright uh, let's, let's do this Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. 850 1272 It's uh, 18 minutes after the hour You're listening to the Sirius on the J. Ryle Show Which happens every Sunday morning Right here on the TJRS Radio Network Online radio It is best to bring in one of our favorite listeners The one and only Kavina man Good morning Kavina. how are you sir
3: Hey, good morning, everybody. How's everybody
1: doing? Good morning. Good morning,
3: sir. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, Donald Trump is actually the ideal evangelical, white, I would say white evangelical leader. He's a corrupt businessman, a swindler, a cheating on all his wives. He's a racist. He's a fraud, right? Bank, bankrupt in the country. He's paying people off. He's assaulting women. What more? What more model is that for for the history of white evangelicals? <laughs> wow, that's what they've been doing to us since they brought us here, right? Hey, you you're right, Who you're right. Are you right.
8: Who are you talking
3: about? I'm talking about white evangelicals.
0: No, I meant specifically.
8: Oh, no,
3: I'm talking about the... Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the the white evangelical leader. He's he would be he would be on Mount Rushmore. As far as being a white evangelical leader, because they did all that to to you and my black ass for for 400 years.
8: Well, the um, I see everybody else is silent, so I'll jump in. <laughs> the reason that I ask who specifically is because I I. Uh, you know, as I was saying about the white evangelicals, we're talking about Christians, and I just wanted you to name the evangelicals you were speaking of, and I think you did say, you said uh, Rushmore?
0: Did you,
3: uh, oh, I said he, he'll be on Ro- Mount Rushmore. I, I so, I, I, what evangelicals I'm talking about? I'm talking about yeah. every single one of them.
7: <laughs> hey they they you know something Covina they they back this guy no matter what. They give him mulligans. They they said we give him a mulligan on 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 what's going on and I, I, I cannot believe that they would you know, I mean, the way they the bash President Obama as compared to this guy, it's just ridiculous, man. It is just ridiculous. Three four yeah, seven who, eight five zero one two seven two is the number to call in. Go ahead, Covina. I'm
3: saying, yeah, who, who was that out there celebrating uh, when we was hanging on a on a on a limb on a tree? Who was out there having having hanging parties? It was white evangelicals. Yeah. We don't we don't give them a pass. Don't call them no. Christians. These are white races and they've been uh, uh, doing the same thing that Donald Trump is doing. For years? How do you think uh, uh, half of us are, are light-skinned because they've been raping and salty women since, since they brought us here? Why mm. do you think Emmett Till is sitting up there because cause some fraud, fraudulent, white, evangelical woman said that he did something to her and the rest of the white evangelicals uh, 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 put him put him in a the ditch? They don't get no pass mm. from me. Mm.
7: Hey, well, speaking of that, uh, Welcome to the show, Jerome. Good morning.
4: You don't get no pass from me. I know that was a good time to come in. I know that <laughs> was good time. You know where this was going. I was just going. I was just to add on top of that, Kavita. <laughs> I, I try not. To, Go ahead, Jerome. I try, to, I try not to say that all. You know, I don't try not to say something. I shouldn't put it that way. But I think that people stop listening when you start telling them the truth, right? And so their issues are always. Um, kind of based up on them wanting the world to world the world to be better but I keep reminding people that white folks hung black folks they ate their livers, they took bones and put them on their shelves in their home as souvenirs when they lynched people them people are still living and so if you trying to wonder you know what what stock people are coming from you need to understand that. So when you start thinking about white evangelicals, think about that whole burning of the cross thing. They thought that that's a religion to them. So their racism is built into into their fabric. Like white supremacy is in the midst of all of this other stuff. Like it is the foundation in which we live our lives. Right? So it's like watching, you know, big up to the kids who are who are protesting, but hell if i really care so much because of the fact that once it hit the suburban community they want us all to care right that's a part of what supremacy is so for black people who care about the white kids more than they care about themselves it's crazy so you have to see what brainwashing and supremacy is it's not that i um i have a that i that i don't empathize it's that the, the, the school shooters, for example, are European kids. These kids are wilding out, and they have been wilding out, mass murderers and serial killers and all that. They won't deal with the demographics of what stock they came from. They want us to empathize with them. Or opioid. They want us to empathize with them, and I can't do that. Like, you get to a point, or you can get past it once you know more, that this, sits in a certain community, and they rationalize it to a degree where we start to um, blame black folks. Like, people still, you know, I know most people, not most people, I know some people are going to disagree with this, but it's like their fascination with O.J., right? Still can't even prove that he was on a crime scene, but everybody knows he did it. Nobody can place him there, but everybody thinks that he did it, because that's what supremacy is, right? Because he is superhuman. He can do all of that stuff. He can beat some dude with a third-degree black belt, and then slice his wife up. And as he has arthritis and couldn't lift this kid up at early in the day, he could do that because he is—he's is, uh, the monster, right? But we can't even when we start looking at the the um, the folks who are committing these crimes, mass murders, and all this other stuff. We can't even barely look at them, like the Vegas shooter. Strike up. Uh, just crazy,
7: and they That's can't call true. these people terrorists, Jerome. That's what gets me. They cannot. They cannot determine that these people are terrorists. No, they're not. Like you got it in Austin, Texas, that that they send these pipe bombs out to uh, out to uh, black and brown people.
4: They yeah, call them have, terrorists. No, I he's not. Yeah. and I'm 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 going to tell you this. It's a part of the bigger problem, right? So they can't admit it. So at least on this show, we can we should be able to admit it. Right. They oh, without a, a doubt. Problem. Right. They have a problem. They need to deal with it. It is not my problem to psychoanalyze them. Get over it and get absolutely. help.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, Drew. I'm going get you to say good morning to you. Three four seven eight five oh uh one two seven two. All right, listen, we're gonna step out and take a break. Uh coming up next, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the kids' movie yesterday. They're all brought it up again this morning. Uh, we're going to talk about how, you know, kids of all colors jumped out there. But this morning, it's time for another edition of In Four Minutes Arrest. Okay. Uh, we're going to focus on police brutality. We'll be right back after this. I'm going to you're listening to the Serious Eyes the J show. Yeah.
2: The Justice Department appears to be taking a pretty big step back when it comes to police reform. Attorney General Jeff Sessions sent a memo to U.S. attorneys that reads, quote, It's not the responsibility of the federal government to manage non-federal law enforcement agencies.
3: Sessions has ordered a review of reform agreements made with troubled police departments. Paula Reed is tracking the developments here and joins us now, so Paula, what's the immediate impact of this move by Sessions, especially in cities like Chicago and Baltimore?
6: Well, let's start with Baltimore. In the city of Baltimore, the city and the Department of Justice have reached an agreement in principle on how to reform the city's embattled police department. On Thursday, we're expected to have a hearing where the public could weigh in on that. So far, about 50 groups and individuals have submitted written comments, their thoughts on this agreement and what they think is important. But now the new Department of Justice has asked for a 90-day delay on that hearing. It's not uncommon to ask for delays in judicial proceedings, but people who worked on this agreement, they tell me they find this very alarming and they are concerned that this is a signal that the new Attorney General does not intend to follow through with these reforms. You also asked about Chicago. In that city, they're not as far along in the process. One of the last things the Obama Justice Department did was issue a report on that city's police department detailing unconstitutional policing practices that have been happening for decades. But they don't have any sort of agreement. And Attorney General Sessions was asked about this repeatedly in his confirmation hearing, whether or not he intended to pursue reform in that city. And he was noncommittal. We asked him several weeks ago whether or not he had read that report. He said he had not. Well, this is one of the first big signs that the new Department of Justice, the new administration, intends to roll back a lot of the reforms that were a priority for the Obama administration. The Obama administration opened a record number of civil rights investigations into police departments across the country, but Attorney General Sessions has consistently testified he does not prefer that method of reform. He does not support sort of federally enforced reforms on local law enforcement. He testified that instead he prefers collaborative reform But in this memo, it also calls for a review of those so-called collaborative reform efforts. That just means that a police department comes to the Department of Justice and asks for help, asks for additional training, additional resources. They sort of work together to reform a police department as opposed to what we saw in Ferguson and Chicago, where the feds came in and and dictated um, what needed to be reformed. So even though he says he supports collaborative reform, that's also being reviewed pursuant to this memo. Well, in Baltimore, they've said local, the mayor, the police, They've all said that they want to follow through with this agreement. They say we all recognize the need for this kind of reform. And the other thing is in talking to rank and file law enforcement over the past several years as we've watched these events in Ferguson, Chicago, Baltimore, yes, nobody wants their police department to be the subject of a pattern and practice investigation but the fact is that a lot of times it takes the federal government coming in in order to fix some of these systemic problems. It also comes with a lot of training and requirements for local governments to fork over the money to get law enforcement officers a lot of the resources that they need and haven't been given.
2: You know, the thing about this, like you mentioned, is it it certainly represents a sharp break from the Obama administration, which really viewed reforms as essential following a number of racially charged incidents. Uh, Some of these reforms in some uh, police departments are just getting underway. They're in midstream. Um, Some investigations are still in midstream. Why such a dramatic
6: change now? The philosophical difference between the Obama administration and the Trump administration.
7: Woman Celeste sponsored by the TTRS radio network Alright, Jay had to step out So this is just me yeah. Oh no, Jay's still here, I'm sorry I'm sorry, Jay Um oh, maybe you should Jay, put yourself on mute Uh, Myself, Jay, I'm, I'm going to sell Kathleen and Jerome Good morning, Jerome Hey, good morning, how you doing, man? I'm all Jay was right. radio
8: pilot on this, huh?
7: Yeah, he did. And to the lovely Kathleen Williams, good morning. Good morning. Good
8: morning. Uh, good morning. I do want yeah. to uh, make a comment if I could about the last segment because it it kind of um, you all kind of moved on, um, and I didn't want to interrupt as we went to break. But I, you know, this the the conversation about the evangelicals, I think. I just want to – not even want to tweak it. I want to just offer a little bit of an explanation based on what um, what was said in the last segment. When mm-hmm. we talk about evangelicals, and we're talking about white evangelicals specifically, and, of course, there will be some black folks spattered in there, um, but the white evangelical mindset, if you will, the evangelicals are Christians. They are, and that's what they classify and categorize themselves as. So my point is, and what I just want people to to remember when they think about this, is that white evangelicals take a, diff, you know, take a, a, a I don't know, they kind of like fall sometimes into fundamentalists and saying they're following strictly the Bible and saying that that's why they would support a Trump because of the reasons that you all said earlier, abortion, this, uh, abortion, um, gay marriage, and uh, putting uh, transsexuals and all those kind of things out of the military because of they don't believe in that, all of those things. So they wanted to stand on those, like, blindly with blinders on, stand on the few principles that they think they can make an argument about But these white evangelicals that call themselves Christians, right, they are saying they're following a Christian model in supporting Donald Trump, ignore all of the anti-Christian antics, tactics, and behaviors of this man. So, yes, as you said, they are absolutely hypocritical. But it's important also to look at the history, just like um Jerome and I think others brought and Covina man Kovina man, yes, brought up about the fact that it was it was not necessarily evangelicals but it was Christianity that supported the slave trade and slavery hmm. and watched people hanging from trees and hung people from trees and all those other. Uh, abominable things that that Jerome uh, brought up. They weren't considering themselves evangelicals or fundamentalists necessarily at that time. There wasn't a distinction. That slave trade was founded by Christians. They left the different parts of the European world and went to Africa under the auspices of trade and then did some horrific things. I just went back to the National Museum of African American History in D.C. last week. Um, But, you know, I went to seminary and studied all this stuff. That was founded under the friars and all of these folks that stood on Christianity. So it is I don't know if you want to call it a a, a deviation now when people are saying, okay, well, Christianity is is much more uh, authentically Christian now, following the (laughs) Footsteps of Jesus Christ and the words of Christ, as opposed to evangelicals who tweak it, twist it, and make it something that it is a hypocritical and non-authentic practice. And so, those are the folks that we're saying are taking up this, uh, uh, taking up the torch to run behind Donald Trump. But, you know, the only thing that I think is really important for us to remember is that these people, whether we consider them Christians or not, that is what they are calling themselves. And those are the people they're uh, appealing to, running around talking about the good news and standing on ugly, ugly, ugly truth.
0: Mm.
7: Wow. Great ones, Kathleen. Um, we also, I, I think Rich Sister wanted to get in on this. Rich Sister, did you have something you wanted to say or add to that? Jackie. Okay, I guess Jackie didn't. Um, well, let's move on to the next segment. Did we talk about the kids' march. Yesterday, um, I, don't, I don't know if anybody, well, if, unless you're under Rocky, rock, you haven't heard about what's happening with the uh, Parkland shooting in Florida. So these kids, uh, they brought it to Washington, D.C., and they had marches all over the nation. I know in Chicago they marched uh downtown Jackson Park um and um they took it to Washington DC and they they brought out a lot of a, a lot of interesting facts which you know people can't deny these things but they're going to because money money buys everything so the NRA is standing behind all of these politicians and then they got not going to listen to these kids until until these kids Probably if I was if I was one of those politicians and I saw all those kids that are going to be able to vote next year or this year, I'd be a little nervous. I would definitely be a little nervous because if uh, <laughs> if if all those kids vote you out, then what do you stand on? You still got your money from the NRA, but you're still not going to get any more. So the bottom line is. Why don't you why, why, why wouldn't politicians do the right thing uh, Kathleen why are politicians still standing on the fact that bump stocks aren't that bad uh, and I'm I have an assault rifle. I'm not going to sit here and, and and sugarcoat it. I have an assault rifle and I bought my assault rifle after I, after I started working with after I started working with a lot of guys and they they all buying assault rifles. I'm like why are y'all all buying assault rifles? Cuz we need them. I was like, well, if you need them, I need them. Because if you start anything, I'm gonna <laughs> right back at you. So, um, bottom line is, hey, when they get rid of theirs, I'll get rid of mine. I don't, I don't shit need to have an assault rifle, but when they bought them, I was like, I have to have one. Bottom line. So, Jerome, what 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 are your what is your opinion on this?
4: Oh, um, well, my, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to think about. It. I mean, I, I guess from the students' point, I can see their advocacy. I mean, we advocated in, in high school for, for many things. I, I remember um, standing on something, trying to get people to move. But I think it's just an impression, right? So what they're saying is that with all of these students, they have more people at the, um, at the. I, I don't know, you know, it's not necessarily a protest, but they had more people in D C than they had at Trump's inauguration, which is kinda <laughs> funny. Right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I would be scared. If I was a politician
7: I'd be really in, I would be intimidated by that.
4: Right. You would you would think, but they're looking at AIDS by saying, Oh, well, they're not gonna that's not gonna manifest into votes for a while. But what they're doing is that they're changing the mindset of young people. So If you think about it, from a political standpoint, Hillary Clinton got 3 million more votes than Trump, right? Trump is Mm -hmm. eroding his base, which means the people who crossed over in Michigan and Ohio and all those people who voted for him are not going to cross over to vote for him again. So keeping your base is not going to matter because you're not going to get any crossover votes. So they're changing the people who are moderate or independent with all of these protests. So the marketing part of it from a... Political standpoint, as a strategist, I can tell you that this is kicking all of them in the butt, so they 're all going to have to watch their mouth in it because it may help them in their own primaries, but it is going to kill them in the general election because you 're not going to have any independent or Democrats crossover to support you if you 're going against their kids now you you would think that the Sandy Hook would have done this or Kalumbine would have done this, but it doesn 't but when you People seem to, when, you, when there are big protests, whether it was the Million Man March or um, the Women's March or um, Occupy Wall Street, it usually hardens white folks. So they don't usually have an impact because conservative people still become conservative, whether they're Democrat or Republican. But in this case, I think it's going to start flushing some people out, and it's going to hurt hmm. most Republicans uh, – most um, um, politicians – because they can't see this coming. Well, that's, that's problematic.
7: Yeah, I, I don't think they, I don't think they are going to see it coming. What do you think, Kathleen? I mean, the bottom line is, I mean, these these kids are passionate about what they're saying. They are, and they're not giving it up. And they're not, they're not backing down. They're, they're fighting for what they believe in, and that's kind of impressive. But do you think like? And like anything else it will fade by the wayside, where, where everybody's saying, I saw somebody on on, on Facebook, folks, well, they're marching this week, and next week they'll be on to something else. I don't think so. I think these kids are very passionate about what they're putting out there because lives
8: were lost. I think the cynicism of so many people is just um, is disturbing. Uh, I don't think this is a... They'll be on to something else next week. i, I really don't believe that. I, I want to go back to the this the, you know talk about the, answer the first question that you had asked me, which was, um, why aren't politicians listening? And oh, why won't they do the right thing or why aren't they listening? And it's like they they're listening to what they want to listen to, which is what politicians always do. There are i you know it's it's unfortunate to me that I can count on maybe two hands. The number of politicians that I really believe are in there for the betterment of the people of this country and, or, and their communities. So, you know, a Maxine Waters, for example, um, mm-hmm. I was in a, you know, President Obama, of course, the uh, Elizabeth Warren, and um, a few, oh, uh, Kamala Harris, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and quite a few others, the sister who was mayor of Baltimore. Her name escapes me right now. But the, the rest of them are listening to donations, pocketbooks, um, uh, major corporate interests, and people who are helping them win elections because the, in this country money wins elections. You know, and money can dictate. Well, and money and, of course, propaganda, as we saw with the Russian's influence in the in this election right here. But it takes a lot of money to run for office, and so hmm. we see people with a lot of money winning office and staying in office. And also, it takes a lot of. Um, uh, well, Jerome can, can answer this as well, but I'm, I'm going to say being shrewd uh, to avoid saying the word being manipulative because what I see happening also is that the politician who is in office will be the one who will do whatever it takes to crush the, the, uh, the opponent, right? And that sometimes <clears throat> takes money as well and attorneys and all kinds of um, people with experience in running campaigns to get the new guy guy or new woman out of the race so they can't even be competitive. So why don't they listen? They're listening. They're listening to the NRA that's funding them. They're listening to people that they're afraid of, and they're listening to the people that they took money from, just like Donald Trump. Will (coughs) Will these young people go away? They will not go away. I don't think that listening to them they are not distracted and they're very focused on the fact that the people that they went to school with every day lost their lives right next to them that they are just by there by the grace of God go they because they could have been killed as well they are also not giving up because they have had and education the, the young people that we see on television the hundreds of thousands of people marking in 800 cities around the United States have had an education watching black people March on Washington and every place else for years whether they participated or they didn't they didn't yep. have they didn't have their heads under a rock and they mm. saw us protesting marching The uh, Million Man March, the Civil Rights Marches, all of that to stand Mm -hmm. up at podiums in D.C. saying we are not going to take this anymore. They saw it. We trained them. And even though the black students at uh, Parkland, the 25% black students at that high school are not featured in any of these media clips that we see or in front of podiums and so forth, they are right there and saying this has got to stop. So what do they need to do? They need the the young people, all of them, embracing every single movement that involves gun violence, which includes our young black men and women being shot and hung, police brutality. Combine all of it and say everybody let's stand toe to toe, not toe to toe, shoulder to shoulder, and say we're not taking this anymore. So what? They're they're 15, some of them are 15, some of them are 16, some of them are 17. Who cares? Because those voices are influencing other voices. Every one of those children has two parents, so they represent three votes, two now and maybe one a little bit later. So those politicians, they may, you know, last hurrah, they had a good rise. But they better start, you know, planning their retirements now because the the it this is about to be over. That lady is singing. <laughs>
9: I'm
0: going to change it? that
8: because that's politically incorrect.
0: But what <laughs> the large Who's lady doing down down? Song? The large lady. A song? It's over. <laughs> it's interesting Time's that you should up, say baby. something.
7: It's t- it's interesting that you should say about the elections, Kathleen, as far as money being spent. Uh, I think everyone knows I, I'm in Indiana. We're right next to Illinois, in uh, Chicago, Illinois. And in Illinois, we have two billionaires running for governor, right? They just had the uh, primaries, and one billionaire, uh, J.B. Pritzker, spent like $66 million of his own money in the primary, right? And Bruce Rauner, who is the governor, the incumbent, uh, spent 70 million. Now, what they're saying with, this, with the uh, elections that's coming up is they're going to spend ungodly amounts of money. And I, I'm thinking to myself, why is it so Everybody important did. that you have that office? Why are you spending that kind of money on an election when you could be helping people create jobs? If you spend $60 million or if you spent, okay, say you spent uh $130 million between the two of you and opened up businesses and put people back to work, why aren't you doing that instead of trying to get a job that pays you $200,000 a year? I, I, I think it's, I think the, power. the uh, yeah, yeah, the power, I mean, it's power, but.
8: And what do you think of them, at that point? Uh, the Koch brothers dollars. are the most
7: powerful people in the world, Kathleen, and they don't hold the office. They just, they got politicians that they control with strings. I don't get it. I do not get it. I really well, really don't.
8: Gets, it be, money begets money, right? So they right. spend that kind of money, not because they think they're going to go broke after they spend it. <laughs> Plus, and you know, you say they spend that kind of money, why don't they use it for this? I don't know that they have that kind of money. They raise that kind of money. They raise that kind of money from interest groups like the NRA and all the other people that want them to vote their interests when they get in so they get more money and have more control. And they basically are running the world running the country and running the world because they're the ones that they, the, the politicians have to listen to when they get in office. That's what this is. It's buying the office so that you have control and power and run the way this thing goes. Look at, look at Trump, for God's sake. He's the, per- the perfect example of this, if not everybody else. You know, the Rockefellers, the Clintons, the Kennedys. I mean, like, it, this is
0: history. This is it.
8: This is where we live.
9: And
0: I think,
4: and that's what I'm saying, the time is up. And it it is business. Like, so it's a combination of two things, right? So if you have all the money in the world, what else are you doing, right? So feeding people, no. They will build a library and put their name on it, right? (laughs) No, seriously. So they're all about legacy more than they are about even in their humanity. Their humanity sucks. And, again, I know I've said that a lot on here, and I know that's probably not a really good way to put it, but people's humanity sucks, and we need to go back and readdress that. So people who have that kind of wealth look for the prestige after. That's why, again, if I talk about, you know, the ungratefulness part of, you know, what the Menendezes do to their parents by saying, hey, you live long enough on this earth, we need that money. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Hey, that there is some there's some kind of psych evaluation that need to help that, that needs to happen in that community because the kids at calumbine those those are some pretty wealthy kids driving to school in bmW shooting up the place because they weren't popular so you look at their adults and you say, "Wait a minute, you have all this money why do you want to be popular
3: right hmm.
4: it, it, it begs the question because like Chris Rock said, if I drove to school at a BMW, I wouldn't talk to nobody. <laughs> <Really?
9: laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like,
4: oh, like, talk about me. But the kids with the BMWs wanted to be popular. So just like they, they what's going on what happened in Austin, the police paints this little rosy thing about him just being upset and disturbed. There was something else wrong with him. First of all, that dude Targeted black folks because of the impression of what he's seeing on TV and what he's seeing in the world. Because although he has his money and resources and enough money, he was unemployed buying bomb making material. And and having it shipped in from China. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he at least got an Amazon account. Broke people don't order stuff online like that. (laughs) So these kids, right, so you can't say that he was. You know, they started off by saying he was unemployed, like that was supposed to give a sense of desperation out of him. It was like the guy in Vegas. They were like, well, he had some gambling debts. He had had enough money to buy all them weapons. He
7: was a millionaire. He was a millionaire.
4: Right. So so they paint narratives when it comes to European folks, and I mean uh, white folks, for the people in Europe that's (laughs) listening. (laughs) Generally... We don't, they don't like to own that. So all I'm saying in the bigger picture is that we need to, if anybody, we need to um, kind of acknowledge what it is and kind of deal with it from there. But people want to run for political office to determine what other people's lives are going to be. That's what their motivation is. It's not really to help anybody. It's that that's power in telling somebody what to do. That's why people do whatever they do to children, and people fantasize about that stuff. They're sick as heck, but at the same time, it's like, why do you need power over somebody or need somebody to worship you? That's a question that needs to be answered, and they need to put a curriculum together and do psych evaluations because technically nobody should want to do that to another human being. But even poor people or people who are starving somehow don't mean jack to Congress when they approve, um, you know, trillions of dollars for the military. Or they say something like, let's bomb Iran, or let's bomb Iraq, or actually both of them. But let's bomb Iraq, and then their people are going to stand up and worship us after we bomb the people who we don't like. We're going to kill mm-hmm. half of your population, but y'all going to worship us later. There's something wrong with you to actually believe that that is reasonable. You know, the mm-hmm. Dick Cheney's and those guys of the world. The Mike, really? the, the whatever his, um, John Bolton's of the world. Them people are oh. sick people
7: exactly and Kathleen you brought up an interesting point
4: um the media
7: is (laughs) wow for some reason circumventing um the black kids at Parkland Florida and one of the uh students yesterday brought that up at the rally saying that they're 28 percent and they're here and they're strong and if that is and, and and the one kid said this is white privilege like it's the only only white only the white kids out there protesting. No, there's black kids out there, and I just I, the media is. And I said this to Jay once before: the media portrays whatever they want to portray. Uh, Dick Gregory said it, and, and 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 Malcolm X said it. They control what you watch, how you watch it, and what you hear. And I think it's a, I think it's a shame that they don't they don't bring out what, what the truth is. And I I'd like that. And you said it last week, Kathleen. Go find your own truth. And I thought that was that was so powerful. That was that that was a powerful statement. And a lot of people don't find their own truth. What they do is they rely on Facebook and Twitter to give them their their news. And I, and I don't get that.
8: That's, and we found out where that's coming from in many <laughs> yes. Fifty million users. They rely on Russia. Uh, yeah, exactly.
7: Just made up. Wow! It. Wow! And just. Like you said, just don't rely on one news source. If one news source is telling you something, they're giving you half-truth, go to the other news source. Then go to another news source. You'll find the truth somewhere in there. And I, I thought if people don't catch on to what you were saying last week, Kathleen, they're never going to. I watch news all day long. I, I Even at on my lunch at work, everybody's like, why are we watching this? Because like, you need
4: to.
0: You know,
7: and some, of them, some of them cats can't even spell at work. Some of them can't read, and it's a shame. But they cannot, and they don't. They don't like to watch the news because they don't want. They they rely on somebody else to tell them what's going on.
0: Yeah,
8: yeah. It's It's, uh, it's unfortunate. It's lazy. It's um, it's it's conditioning. Let me say that. It's conditioning because we've been conditioned to be lazy about thinking. About critical thinking and about um, and news. I mean, you figure, hey, if I pick up the paper, or if I turn on the TV, or now if I tell Alexa to turn on the TV, I don't even want to. Well, I can't walk to the TV, or I don't need to look for a remote control. I mean, Alexa, turn on news. You know, <laughs> and then I don't need to do anything else. That should be that should be it. Or rather, maybe we're going to get to Alexa, tell me the news. You know, and then Alexa will have been fed into by some Russians or whatever, tell you, oh, okay, well, poof. so it's it's it, 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 um, it's a you know technology is great. I'm not da- I'm not damning technology, but it is necessary for people to be able to dig and to remember history. And of course, you know, Alexa's not necessarily giving you the history, right? You got to pick up a book. Because And, and you got to pick up the right book, because yes. I, am, I am a product of the United States of America. I was born here. My parents were born in Jamaica, but I was born here. I was educated in public schools in New York, and the history that I learned had absolutely nothing to do with the actual history of this country. The mm. history that I learned, I don't know who made that stuff up. But the Christopher Columbus and the hero, the hero that they said he was and all of the other things that they taught us was not history. How shocked was I to get into college and begin to learn the, real, learn the history? But what I had were parents and an older sister who was, who, you know, who was in, in school right at the time of the Black Panther Party, Malcolm <clears throat> X, Dr. King, I had them in my ear. and that, and even that was controlled, right? We didn't get to hear everything that was happening with um, in the civil rights movement. We had to go look for that. So even if we just take that as an example, the news did not pub- did, did not publicize the truth of the civil rights movement. That's not mm. what we got when we looked at television, you know, the six pm news. What we saw were um, police officers, Hosing down our children, get feeding feeding our kids to dogs. You know, sticking dogs on our kids and 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 uh, bull. What was his name? Uh, you guys had helped me. Yeah, bull
1: Connors. Yeah.
8: Uh, bull Connor talking yes. of, calling us thugs, gangsters, hoodlums, and everything else. And you know, we're gonna get them. That's what we saw. We didn't mm. see. Everything else that they were fighting for right you know barely got the information about the young the the young girls that were killed burned the bombed in the church you know the students sitting at the counter the real reason that uh for the the bus boycott all of that
0: history
7: that's it that is it well folks with that we're gonna wrap it up dr day I'll see you Uh, She's just not getting here, folks So, hey, look, we'll uh, be right back after this
0: You, yeah, yes, not want to hurry Make no haze Cause you're the fruit I, I long to taste Just take care be before
4: She's not alone. Join us at Together We Rise to change the way kids experience foster care.
7: All right, folks. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the number to call in. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the number to call in. And with us this morning, let's say. Hello to the co-host for the last time. Good morning, Kathleen, the very lovely Kathleen Williams, my sorority sister. Good morning, sister. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, everybody.
8: Happy Palm
7: Sunday. And, uh, okay, uh, the very late Dr. Princess Odea is with us. How you doing, Dr. Odea? Well,
5: actually, I'm doing amazing. I was actually not late. I was there early. And my phone, um, I guess well it dropped in the location that I am. And that's what happened. And then I called back again and before I could say anything, the phone dropped again. So I'm praying that I can stay here for the next half hour. I think I'm in a good zone. I'm very happy to be here. Hello, Kathleen. And um yeah, it's, it's good morning to everyone. <laughs> Okay. Thank you for that stab, my, my brother, Mr.
4: Elliott. Oh, him. no
7: problem, anytime.
4: Uh, and,
7: and the very <laughs> smartest man in the world, uh, Jerome Esprit, is with us this morning. Good morning, Jerome. How are you doing this morning? Morning, I'm good, bro. How are you doing? I can't complain, man. I woke up on the right side of the ground this morning. It was going to be a good day.
2: You go. All right, and we got uh, Rich <laughs> Sister with us. Hey, Rich Sister, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing?
7: we are doing very well in
2: itself I'm doing well
7: Okay Alright um, And on the phone with us we got Momo B And Jay is. is still listening Jay's at a, at a meeting I guess uh, Praising God this morning So we gotta do what we gotta do On Sunday mornings Amen 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 Uh. <laughs> And nobody's in the chat room uh, It's a little empty in there this morning It seems like it's been there I don't know Same if it's part the chat room or not uh, But uh, we're going to move on to the next segment And the next um, segment actually, is
0: huh? Go ahead I Jackie
2: just, oh, um, Go ahead. I just wanted to Just two things Before you move on to the next segment I wanted to make my comment And of course give you social media information
7: by all means, the floor is yours, Jackie.
2: Um, about the last segment, I just want to officially say definitely that I'm proud of what kids are doing. Because I don't care what race you are, how affluent or not you are, uh, kids are getting tired of going to school and seeing empty seats where their classmates used to be. Mm. So um, I'm, for one, as... I am proud of the kids, and they're going to make changes. They, they're they going to make changes. It's like what y'all saying, the minute they turn 18, you don't mm-hmm. see all, what they're all about. Hmm. And so, on the, so what you saying
7: is that career politicians can probably forget some of these positions that they got. I understand.
2: Yeah, yeah, consider it gone when these kids come of age and vote you out.
9: Hmm.
2: Now, wow. on the social media front, once again, uh, if you need any info about the show, if you'd like to make any comments about the topics during the week, please feel free to email us, seriousside at outlook.com. Once again, seriousside at outlook.com. And if you want to follow us on social media, like I said, now all three pages have the same ending handle slash group, Twitter.com. Instagram.com slash P-J-R-S radio. And all of the links are in the chat
7: room. Thank you, Jackie. I appreciate that. I really do.
2: Thank you. So,
7: we're we're, we're, we're talking about the shooting of Stephon Clark. Ah. Once again, an unarmed black man has been gunned down by the police in Sacramento, California. Now, they're, they're claiming that somebody was going through breaking windows um, out of houses and uh, <laughs> this man was in his grandma, I believe it was his, it was his grandmother's backyard. They, they, they came up on him and then they shot, 20, uh, one officer shot 10 times, another officer shot 10 times at this man and all he had in his hand was a cell phone. Kathleen, does this does this story sound familiar?
8: Yeah, it does.
7: It's just, and that's a shame.
8: Disgusting, disgustingly familiar <clears throat> is all I have to say. i I um I pulled this up uh, because I'm trying to figure out what brought them there in the first place, you know. And and once again, you'd have to read a, a million stories to get to the truth of it. So I, I'm, you know, it, it's heartbreaking. This
7: is heartbreaking. I I don't know what else to say. I I, I don't either because I mean this man is in his in, in the backyard <laughs> and they shoot him. Jerome, yes sir. Where's where's the outrage? Where is <laughs> the outrage?
0: Yeah.
7: Where was the um, outrage for the Austin people? Where's the outrage at man? When does this right.
4: crap stop? Right, and so you're watching two movies play at the same time, right? And, you know, we're saying, hey, praise the kid who is a standing up to try to get legislation changed. We don't give a rat's about legislation because people are dying for real on the street. Like, there is no legislation that's going to stop them from putting 20 bullets in him. And then so, ooh, it was his cell phone. You know, mm-hmm. they they have a shoot first. Um, ask questions later uh, Mentality with black folks White right, kids You know Who was the, the kid who shot up the school Parkland They didn't right. shoot him on sight
7: Nope
4: Right? They didn't, they didn't even, bar, bar, I, I guess he barely drew his weapon on him Didn't he take him to get something to eat Was that that kid or the other kid but that was
7: the one the, from South Carolina, the church.
4: South Carolina you said it was hungry. They took him by Burger King.
7: Yeah, I took him by Burger King, got him something to eat. <laughs> yeah.
4: Right. Wow. So, so we're we're watching it play at the same time. Like if you can't if you can't see the parallels in this, there's something wrong with you. Is the problem because even though some people can can separate these two in their mind, it just tells us what world we're living in. Right, We're living in a world where you have Trump demonizing the FBI, the FBI tracking down the guy who did a great job tracking down the guy who was doing the bombing, but not mm-hmm. really caring about the victims of the bombing, caring about no. the bomber by saying, oh, he killed himself, so we can water down what he must have just been disturbed or a little upset because we checked his social media, right? <laughs> We're watching this stuff play out in front of us, and nobody has the answer, well— I know I don't have an answer to the question, but there's some questions that need to be asked. So when we see this case where police are still—I mean, who was the—I'm trying to think—the um, kid who who was in the high school in Maryland and he had a pistol, so he right. shoots the girl in school, and the resource officer shoots him, but shoots him once. Mm-hmm. These guys are unloading their weapons when they find out that they're black.
9: Yeah.
0: Yeah, 20 times so it's, Definitely it's like times. If,
8: if we remember um, not that long ago what were black men referred to as animals animals so yes. if you were if you were shooting an elephant or a, you know on a hunt a bear in the woods I, and and now, they don't even shoot animals like that anymore. you I get sure all don't. kinds
5: of protests. You You'll get in trouble for that. Yes.
8: Right. More I, I think shooting an animal than, it, um, than a human. Yeah, Dave Chappelle who said, you know, L- listen, let me get a T-shirt and act like I'm a gorilla or something like that because then they won't kill me. Yeah. But,
5: mm-hmm. yeah.
8: So, it, it, it but that is what it is. It's just as though I'm killing an animal. Oh, my gosh.
9: Well
7: dr O'Dea, um i mean, I don't know if you followed the story or not, but what they said was somebody was going through breaking windows in the neighborhood,
0: <laughs>
7: so that warrants deadly force <laughs> deadly force uh-huh. yeah.
5: deadly force, and not only that, where is the repercussion for for the cops where i mean they, they apparently feel as though, and it has been proven so, because they don't suffer too much repercuss- repercussion for their actions, and, and it's really, 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 really sad, and they are not following the protocol that they're given as officers, and there we were right there, another black man shot without a reason. Just shot for no reason. Shot down, gunned down, like he he was slaughtered, like an animal.
7: Well, well Dr. D, I I have to correct you. They they do get repercussions. What they do is they give them uh, days off with pay,
5: <coughs> and
7: to right. think about what they've done. <laughs>
9: mm-hmm. That's the
7: repercussions mm-hmm. that they usually get. These police mm-hmm. officers, you know, and 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 mm-hmm. and on top of that, these police officers said put your body camera on mute, which. If I'm not mistaken, it automatically stops filming when you put it on mute. Yep. Shouldn't that be a charge? I mean, should you be if you're gonna if you're gonna do this and 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 <laughs> and reprehensible thing that you're doing, and you put it on mute, shouldn't you should you shouldn't that automatically put you somewhere like in jail, Kathleen? Couldn't we make a law or something to that, to that nature? That you should never put your, your body camera on mute? Never Yeah,
5: that's that's sad. <laughs> and who said wait a minute now now fill me in because I where did you who said that they have that they can do that?
7: What? Who can do what? Put
5: their put their body cameras on, they, on mute. They
7: they were heard saying putting on, on the on the police tape they were heard saying put put your put it on
4: mute. Oh,
5: put wow. your camera on mute. Oh. Wow. So they are, they are, they, it, it, it's like, it's intentful. They knew what, they knew that what they were doing was wrong. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. That has to be what? used as evidence. What evidence can you use
0: it as? Evidence of like intention.
5: Was, like it was an intention. It was
7: intentional. Says, I was feared for my life. I was scared. It was dark. I thought he had a, his cell phone was a gun. Dr. D, this this has been played out time after time after time. Mm -hmm. One police officer, and I can't remember, I think it was Oklahoma, Jerome,
4: where the guy
7: had his hands up and she shot him in the back. And she was acquitted.
4: Yep. She was acquitted. And what she used as a defense is that she was scared for her life.
7: Yes. That's what they're going to say.
4: And and who's going to convict
7: victim?
4: Right. So you know what the jury says. Well, we can't tell if somebody's scared or not. We have to take their word for it. (laughs) But again, in the words of um, Sister Soldier, if black people got pulled over, right, and I'm paraphrasing about her saying if this was happening in the other community, if everybody took a day off in the black community, they would see it a little differently. Right? Mm -hmm. Black people got scared of her saying that. Because it's like, oh, we don't want the suspicion on us. But truly, if black people use that as a defense, because we should, by right, be scared of the police. If something yes. happened and the black person said, "Look, I was he pulled me over, I was scared, so he reached for his gun and I shot him," we can't use that as self-defense because we really do feel scared in those situations. Black people well, get killed left <laughs> and right by a police officer.
7: Man, every so time I get every help. time a police officer is behind me, Jerome, I'm scared.
4: I, I fear, right. I'm
7: like oh boy, here we
4: go. Right, so it is a rational fear on our side because we have proof of that. Police, police are sitting there crying fear when they're like, you know, we have a hard job and anything can happen. Yeah, but you're supposed to be trained and prepared for situational issues. You know, yeah, but
7: so if I'm so, not, if I'm not but, mistaken, Jerome, uh, I think the police. It's like the fourteenth most dangerous job in the United States. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. As I yeah. when I looked that up, they're the fourteenth most dangerous job in the United
4: States. Yeah, there's a lot more jobs more dangerous than being a police officer. Right. But but their problem is is that they get to use that because of the fear that we create on the news like generally. Like you are more apt to have your child sexually assaulted by a teacher in this country. <laughs> like, that is pretty much more dangerous than, than, than being a police officer. Mm. Like, that should tell you something. Do you fear for your kids going to school in the morning? Wow. You know what I mean? Like, our our, our, our um sense of balance when it comes down to it, people are scared of black folks, and they sell that like they sell blue jeans. Wow. That is
7: always the issue. Uh, I, I watched this, this this documentary on HBO. It's very interesting. It was about a young lady that was a, a that was a, uh, a grade school teacher. They pulled over some part of Texas, and uh, I guess the police officer got upset with her. Now this woman is like 120 pounds soaking wet, and he slams her to the ground. And he, and he's arresting her because she's asking him, why are you arresting me? Why do I have to get out of my car? And he said, that's it. You're getting out your damn car. And he slings the door open, and he takes her, and he slams her to the ground, right? So mm-hmm. she's screaming, and, 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 and of course she's screaming and hollering because she's being, she's being assaulted. So right. she didn't want to have nothing to do with the police officers. So they, they put her in uh, the back of a police car and as they're riding to the station, this police officer says, well, black folks are more violent than any other race out there. And I thought to myself, are we the one committing mass murders? I, 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 I would have tore his ass up at that point in time. Are we the ones that are killing people? Who was the person, Who's the white folks that killed a whole race of people? Come on, man. Where well, you going with this side? I said, this, narr- this is the narrative that white folks play against us all the time, that we are the most violent people in the world. And Kathleen said it best. They call us animals. They think we're animals.
4: Right, but, but you have to sell that narrative to go slaughter people, right? So just think of it this way. If you, if you look at, I can't remember Christopher Columbus' brother's name, but when they came into the Caribbean, <clears throat> I guess it was the Dominican Republic mainly, but when they came in that area, they reduced a population of 11 million people down to about 6,000 people in 10 years. Wow. They randomly just went on a killing spree.
0: Damn.
4: <laughs> 11 million people. So you have, to, you have to say, look, if violence is coming from someplace, you are looking in the wrong direction. Right. And, again, school shootings and serial killing. We have, we have the evidence right in front of you about violent culture and community. That is not in our culture. You, you could take most um, homicides in the black community, and I can, I can tell you to a degree of about probably 85 percent, they know who the person is. It was, like, conflict-based or whatever. Somebody was shooting at somebody who was somebody's cousin. It was all related. White folks have random killings like nobody's business.
9: Hm.
7: But well, that's what, that's what I don't understand. So why are why are we the violent ones? Hell, you guys sat around like Covina Man said, Emma Till. The woman claimed he whistled at her. And and they, 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 they beat that, that man and hung him and done everything in the world to him. And we're the violent ones. We're the violent
0: ones. Really?
7: Really animalistic people? No, I, I, think looking, I think they're looking at it wrong. I, really, I know they're looking at it wrong. It's just, I mean, it's just totally ridiculous. It is.
8: You know, the thing that, um, you know, I, I know I've said, it, this, I've said this before, and I've heard Jerome say it as well. When you um, think about your Emmett Tills and even Dr. King, um, Malcolm X, uh, the, let's see, the, um, the young girls that died in the bombing in the church. Um, you know, we are looking at, we're not even two generations past that, right? So when we look at the lynchings that happened in the South during the, the time of our Emmett Tills and so on, and so Medgar Evers, even all that, we are looking at. A generation who was alive at that time. So the people who did it, some of them are just dying out, maybe right now. Some of mm-hmm. them are still alive. They might be very old, but their children who heard them with the rhetoric that they said about, um, you know, black people and hating us and calling us animals and calling us every other thing but the child of God, they're alive right now. So the people, the kids, you know, this was the thing that was so amazing to me. I was looking at the pictures at the, the African-American Museum. If you all haven't been there in D.C., please go. Please go. and And when you go, plan to spend more than a day there because you can't see everything in a day. But when you look at those pictures of people cheering the, the, the lynching, they were, so many of them brought their children out there. We're looking at like five, six, seven-year-old kids looking at the men hanging from the trees, laughing, applauding, cheering. Those kids are alive today. They were my age. You know what I mean? They were, I was the same age as they were at the time that this happened. Bull Connor's kids are alive today. So this is, that's, that's what they grew up with. And I'm not saying that all of, you know, Donald Trump, his father was in the Klan. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't know if people even re- realize this or remember it or whatever. So when we people are trying to say, "Well, what are you talking about this racist stuff?" You know, come on, that's over. That's been done. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not. It done. Has, it's not.
7: Yeah. It's not even close to being done. Mm. Wow, Kathleen. I mean, wow. It, 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 and Jerome. Jerome says that a lot too. And if you really think about it, these people are still alive. And racism isn't something that you're born with, it's something that's taught. And and these Absolutely. people definitely taught their kids to be racist.
5: To hate well.
7: Yeah.
5: You know, and that's even sad that so close to even our president, his child was a part of the clan. I mean, that's not, that's sad, but that says a lot too. You know, even for, well, a lot of times people would say, well, whatever the child does, they don't, the parents shouldn't have to take the blame for decisions and choices that the children make, or even as a dog. But it, I, I believe that it's so true to bring up a child in the ways to go and when he go and do not depart. The way that his father acts. The the way he is nonchalant to just concerns of people, period, but let alone even, you know, this situation with the police killing, um, just going ham on black people, you know, in blue street. So he has no concern. His racism is very, very loud. And it's a wonder that even, you know we're dealing with it's like the mentality I would not be surprised, you know, it came from some from the house.
9: Yeah.
5: From our president. You know, even for it time to be a part of such there was some seed there. I mean, it's just sad. It's very sad. I and mean, something needs to be done. But something needs to be done. I mean, we can't change uh, we, you know they're not going to say, well, okay, ask the cop. Are you prejudiced? Are you prejudiced? And some cop is going to say, yes, I'm prejudiced, and and they don't get their job. But they do need to really implement something that is going to cause there to be a severe enough repercussion for what's taking place on the street while they're on duty. I mean, something wow. has to be done.
7: Wow. Okay. Well, let's let's get our final thoughts on this one. Uh, Kathleen you're first What's your final thoughts on this one
8: um, Power to the people <laughs> I, You know If anyone is saying that <laughs> If anybody is saying that um, This this Movement uh, Started by Teenagers Young adults young men and women Is not Um, going to be effective, is not important, uh, won't matter, that they don't know what they're talking about, really doesn't know anything about history here. Because every single movement was either started by or maintained by the young people who were fearless and courageous about making sure that their voices were heard and that change took place. That was the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, That was, you know, SNCC. So, you know, our team started the Black Panther Party, um, the Nation of Islam. A lot of that was, you know, the members of the Nation of Islam and the FOI, uh, the Friends of Islam. Young people. These were young people that made this happen. And even Dr. King's movement, they said they had to turn to the young people. They were looking at children in junior high school and had them do marches. And these children were willing to stand up and say, do, be beaten, be jailed, whatever it took to make sure that change happened. So I Mm. applaud them all, and I stand with them, and I am uh, praying for their success. Keep moving.
9: Okay.
7: Dr. O'Day, your final thoughts on this subject? Okay, uh,
9: Jerome, you oh, final thought. I'm, I'm here, I'm
0: here, okay. i
5: <laughs> All right, well, um, in regards to the shooting, um, I'm, my heart goes out to the family and prayers. I think we all, I, I still say, we have to stand in vision, and that's, if you can do nothing else, you can at least do that vision change for our communities, vision change in the legislation that, that will impact something positive in regards to the cops here and, and what they're doing, gunning down people and for no reason. Um, I just want to say that my heart goes out to that family. I can't imagine. And um, I'm visioning change and transformation within the police department. <laughs> you know okay. And safety right. for our people
7: Jerome your final thoughts On this subject uh,
4: um, You know I have a hard time with this one But I, I just want to say that um, You know Yes it is always The energy of the youth That actually can go out there And be seen But just like with Occupy Wall Street Where it wasn't just youth and adults I think that adults try to rationalize. So people who are good at this, and I mean politicians in their, you know, 70s and stuff, those guys are really good at downplaying other arguments from adults. But the public pressure that youth and that energy brings, brings awareness that makes adults move. So we have to kind of look at this as a positive step for youth, but a better... Way of looking at it is Understanding that bringing Awareness to something is more important Than the actual um, Than the actual um, Fight that you have to do The philosophical fight The awareness that these kids are bringing to it Is um, it should sustain Longer than anything else Than the Sandy Hook adults Than the adults in Calabine All those guys spoke out The um, movie that I can't remember his name. Um, He made Bowling for Columbine. Oh, Michael. um, Michael Moore.
7: Michael Moore, yes.
4: So after all these adults keep trying to put things on the other adult's consciousness, it is the kids that always brings awareness. Because people like Martin Luther King um, doing the Civil Rights Movement realized that beating adults on TV was not moving other adults. It wasn't Mm. outraging them. So it was a Mm. strategy. And it's sad that that was a strategy, but they had to do the youth movement. Not that they wanted the youth in harm's way, because, again, in 68, uh Martin Luther King said we need to go to a more aggressive nonviolence and pull the women and children out of the struggle because it was about to get too physical. So mm. we don't want them to do that. We don't want the kids uprising. But just like in this march, as I watched it on TV, I didn't watch no heavy police presence that we see when black people have— Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't see heavy police presence like I did when I saw Occupy Wall Street they didn't run no cannons and no Tanks down the street youth have more Energy to tear up than adults Do yeah but you can tell (laughs) What our mentality is that's a bad Image for them to run police Out at kids so you know Shout out for them for Standing up but we've been Under siege for a long time since I was a youth and I know what that energy Is so I have to give Respect to them for standing up Mm -hmm. All
7: right. Well, hey, with that being said, next coming up is uh, my favorite part of the show on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome Spree. Uh, uh, this The uh, nature of the business with this So with this coming up We got Talking Hello, points with our very
2: politics.
0: Jerome was, Spree extremely upset.
2: On Saturday the pregnant
8: Oh boy
0: oh.
7: Jerome the floor is yours
4: Okay didn't know. didn't know when I was coming in So um, here we go You know Just so that we um, You know I know we, we talked about guns And all that other stuff today on the show So I want to remind everyone Of the stat According to the Washington Post Only 3% of the country Owns Half of all the 340 million guns so, 9 million people own 170 million guns. So, that's nearly 10 guns per person.
7: Oh, I can believe that one.
4: So, yeah, because people who own guns own a lot. They own a lot of guns.
7: Yeah, so only, I'm one of
4: them. Although, it's only. Sorry, <laughs> not to blow you out the water. That's all right. Now, <laughs> I know it's only 3% of the country, but again. When you look at these rural towns That they're like one of the safest cities Parkland and you know Sandy Hook and all these rural Suburban areas 3% or 10 guns Per person so when you know people in those Rural areas have guns they probably have A lot of guns Mm
9: -hmm. Just
4: just want to put that out there Now You know there's a Whoa actually You know I, I had to I'm trying to remember if I did this story last week or this week. But anyway, Pope Francis um, asked um, forgiveness for Christians who buy sex for women, saying men who frequent prostitutes are criminals with a sick mentality who think that women exist to be exploited. So he's asking Christians who Mm. buy sex to be forgiven. Okay. Okay. I think that was his shout-out to Trump, right? Like, like, (laughs) I'm just saying, that's the Pope. The Pope said that. You know, forgive people who buying sex. I don't know what that means exactly. But anywho, that was Pope Francis. That wasn't me. All right, now, a panel of three federal judges unanimously declined to step in to block Pennsylvania's new congressional map on Monday. Now, the decision by the judges... Of the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Pennsylvania, leaves in place a congressional map issued by the state supreme court in February. In January, the state supreme court said that um, congressional um, plan Republicans um, had their plan that they had in 2011 was unfairly benefiting GOP and that it violated provisions of the state constitution. Guarantee free and equal elections, the Republicans do have another appeal of the decision being um it's pending in the u s Supreme Court, but again, they didn't want to hear it the first time because they can't overrule a state supreme court unless it's a federal law, and that's not a federal mm. law, so the states get to do whatever the states want and the irony of this l e s is isn't that the um g o p mantra states rights
7: yeah. That's that is. But it didn't it didn't it didn't make a difference when Connor Lamb won. <laughs>
4: right. Right. But now even the district that Conor Lamb is in, you know, that's getting redistricted, So they know he's right. gonna keep that seat now. Right. Yeah, because
7: he he's gotta run he's gotta run in another
4: district, doesn't he? Well, they're gonna the district that he's in is kind of gonna be shaped a little bit differently, which is gonna favor more Democrats. Okay. It's what, it's It's going to take more Republicans out of the pool is what it's going to do. So it's an area near Pittsburgh. So what they did is sliced it up, you know, like spaghetti. (laughs) It wasn't even a pizza slice. It was like spaghetti that they were trying to eat out the districts that would help the Republicans. So technically the state Supreme Court kicked in, and they know that they're probably going to have more, maybe six more seats go Democrat than has gone in the past. Mm. I think a lot
7: more go Democrat now that Trump is in office. I'm telling you. Yeah. They got buyer's remorse up the
4: wazoo. Hey, you know what? Again, the the Democrats who crossed over who voted for Trump need to stay their butts home, and he wouldn't have won. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's
4: where the buyer's remorse is going to come in, not necessarily from Republicans. So when I hear... Republicans or people running or pundits on TV talk about you know Trump's base is strong and he'll probably do whatever it is the conservative people on the Democratic side who you need to watch out for and especially women white females are the ones who swung that election so yeah. just keep pulling that group that's the swing, the swinging group in you I and by the way the
8: Russians swung it who's that? the Russians
4: <laughs> oh, what's the white women and the Russians? <laughs> white Russian women. Either way, the, I didn't know Melania was gonna come into this conversation really quickly, but I guess she did. <laughs> uh, people seem to forget Slovenia was a Russian state. Like, so yeah. they try to call her country out, like she's not Russian, which is hilarious. <laughs> I think they were one of the. United Soviet, well, what do they call them? Right. Russian <laughs> Federation States.
7: did yes. she get here legally, too?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they won't release any information about who approved and why she got approved as a citizen when she anchored, babied her parents. <laughs> like she right. Had her, her parents her right. Parents so I
8: was wondering, because oh. I, I saw a couple of reports on her parents and how they happened to... Um, be their visas, I believe, or you know, just like wait a minute, the same thing that Trump is talking about, not wanting yep. people to do chain immigration, is exactly what's being
4: done for her parents, which exactly. is, you know, unbelievable, hypocritical right. yeah. to the to the far. No, it's not just hypocritical. You know what they're going to do? They're going to exempt some countries from the chain migration. Yeah, you, you know where yep. this is going. Yeah, right? It's just like the, the, um, moratorium of 60 days to stop people coming from certain countries into this country. The brown hmm. folk. <laughs> we don't we want them in. <laughs> fine. The S-hole the
8: places, right? <laughs> yes, yeah,
4: that that Exactly. Thing, yeah. exactly. <laughs> now, the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday gave the green light to two class action suits filed by residents of Flint, Michigan, who were pursuing civil rights claims against the local and state government over the lead contamination of the city's water supply. So the justice left in place this July 2017 ruling by a um, Cincinnati-based court of appeals that revised the litigation after the lawsuits were thrown out by a lower court. So go sue them fools. Because not only... um, were I guess in 2017 in June, six current and former state and city officials were charged criminally, including five accused of involuntary manslaughter for their roles in the crisis, which linked to Legionnaires' disease to that outbreak that killed 12 people. So, wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. They need to start
4: pressing charges. This because it gets ridiculous when politicians don't play with play with people's lives and be like, oh. Twist the water So what They're going to get sick They need to Mm. charge them
7: They really do And again
4: You asked earlier Why people run for office Because You know For power So they had the power To do that And get exempt from it So once they start Getting charged You won't see them Running for office Like that anymore Mm. Because they have to be Conscious about their outcomes Wow The Tennessee Board of Yeah the Tennessee Board of Claims unanimously voted to compensate Lawrence McKinney, 61. Uh, uh, um, he they, did they, they just let him out of jail, is how I can say that. He was in prison from 1978 for rape and burglary, and he was freed in 2009 and formally uh, exonerated in December. This past December. He was out in 2009, but his compensation award is the maximum the state can grant him After approving uh, After providing just $75 On his initial release So they kept oh him in jail Since 78 And they gave him $75 when he got out
7: Thank you very much Wow
4: <laughs> God. But his lawyer Is saying That this is the highest amount ever paid But then again No one has ever been incarcerated for this long <laughs> For Seventy-five dollars. Yeah. Now, here's oh, here's God. how he's going to get his money too. This gets worse. So, although he's getting you know a, a million bucks, he will receive three hundred and fifty-three thousand dollars upfront to pay his attorneys and his debts.
0: Oh, the rest shit.
4: will be spread out in monthly payments of three thousand three hundred and fifty dollars over a minimum of ten years. Oh my god If he dies it goes to his wife Or his estate at the time So they're only giving him $3,300 a month
1: Oh my
7: lord man What is wrong
4: This is Tennessee
7: Tennessee Tennessee.
8: Mm -hmm.
4: They're
8: not sure But you know um, The charge was rape and what else
4: Rape and burglary That he didn't Mm. do
8: No, I I understand. I'm just, I was, no, I was just, I'm sorry. I'm way, 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 way into my uh, criminal law, right? So I was just wondering (laughs) if there's a way that he can sue the federal government um, on on this, but I'm not sure. Tell him to call me.
4: Yeah, yeah, because somebody needs to be compensated for this, like, because they probably bought federal charges against them, too. Wow. Yeah,
0: but get get
8: getting some money. Is what I'm saying. You know that that sounds yeah. itself like a that sounds like a crime
4: in itself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to put cap on how much money he can get from being in jail since '78. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll give you $75. Peace out.
7: Yeah. Thanks.
8: Appreciate now, it.
4: Now speaking who's of Tennessee, a, a disgrace. What, what happened, Cap? You said,
8: he, you said he was getting a million. Also, though, who's paying the million?
4: I think this is coming from the state. So that's the, that's the largest amount That the state has ever paid anyone It's the state, Tennessee Wow Wow, wow, wow now, Jesus now, Tennessee, a former judge Who's 60, is indicted on obstruction Of justice charges for trying to cover up Sex with two female Defendants So former Tennessee judge um, Cassie Moreland Or Casson Cassie Moreland um, faces obstruction of justice um, for helping um, defendants who had legal troubles, troubles paying their bills, with sex in exchange <laughs> for sex, legal services. That was wow. a joke. Now I don't like wow. that story. And
8: tell you I don't why. like any of them. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you why. No, I don't. Why? Know. You may know where I'm going just because you hear the tone of my voice. But. <laughs> uh-huh. I I want to know just how many male judges have been indicted for having sex with female prisoners. It's just, you know, interesting that usually it's the female teachers and the female judges and the female— You know, it's always the women that we hear about. What about uh-huh. that
4: <laughs> I, I would, I would I would be with you on this, Kathleen, but that guy, that is a guy. His yeah. name is Kathleen. C-A-S-O-N But they call him Cassie Like uh, I guess there's a nickname But it is That is a guy
8: oh, But you're right he they would compete the woman the of this in a minute I didn't even hear the
4: name I thought you said she. Okay got it No no he But that, that's his nickname Oh you know what Here's here's a good story Comedian and producer And He is truly a media mogul to me Byron Ad- Allen Yes by The Weather <laughs> Channel Mm-hmm. Now he bought it from Black Blackstone Group, Bain Capital, and Comcast for three hundred million dollars. What now, yeah, Byron Allen has got money. But yes. here's the here's the funny part about about this. Comcast, Blackstone, and Bain purchased the Weather Channel in two thousand eight for three point five billion dollars. And he oh, just bought God. it off him for three hundred million. Now,
0: Byron Allen
8: was one, wasn't Byron Allen one of the um, many uh, black investors who was trying to purchase a station before and was turned on by, I think, uh, manipulated rather by Reverend Sharpton and some others and wasn't able to close yeah. that deal? Isn't that Byron Allen? Yeah.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. They all went against them because they were siding with AT&T and Time Warner and all of those guys, and Byron Allen sued them off for a billion dollars because Byron Allen, in his lawsuit, said that in the FCC regulations that as the cable company started expanding with more channels, they were regulated to have some minority-owned channels. So in yeah. his lawsuit, he said the own network, particularly – Is a 50-50 partnership from the Discovery Channel and Oprah Winfrey. Oprah does not own own. Magic Johnson does not own Aspire. It's a 50-50 partnership with him and Comcast. Puffy does not own Revolt. That's another Comcast partnership. And he's saying there's no black-owned stations on there. And we all know Viacom owns BET. BET. And
8: who owns TV One? I know that's... Um, TV
4: One actually, I, I know um, Sylvia is. Um, Kathy Hughes. Is um, sorry, Kathy Hughes um, is the CEO, but I don't know who, if somebody owns them. But I know she owns TV One, but I don't know if they're under a partnership agreement either. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, that, she's that, always owned. Say it again.
8: Bounce who owns bounce?
4: Oh, bounce TV. Now that's Black owned, but bounce TV is not on cable.
7: No, I, mean, I uh, wish they were. <laughs>
4: really yeah. Some, some cable companies pick them up. I know our cable folks pick up Bounce, but Bounce is an agreement. It was kind of how TBS started, if you don't know, what Ted Turner did. He bought a bunch of local stations, and they send their signal directly to the local station and not through cable. Mm. So some of those local stations own some cable stations like 9.3 and, you know, like the point something on your cable dial. They put out the signal. You can get them with rabbit ears, but sometimes they pump them through cable. But bounce is not; um, it's black on, and it's not on cable.
7: All, all right. right, John, Jerome, we got time for two more. Give me two more. Okay.
4: So, all right, now a former Atlanta Hawk employee, well, yeah, former Atlanta Hawk employee is accusing the professional basketball team of discriminating. So Margot Klein. Is saying that they don't have enough White people Working for the Atlantic Hawks <laughs> So she sued them Oh
0: wow So
4: okay. the Atlantic Hawks Said in a statement that they're taking her Claim seriously And, um, and it's being reviewed But she wants punitive damage um, And a trial Because she said That there's a lot of black folks In there and they don't see them hiring White folks Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> can I bring up supremacy? Okay, New this York, this New York, really?
8: Boston <laughs> Celtics. We coming yeah. back you. That might be the only enterprise. There that you can go. Bring that claim again. And let's. And, and who is the owner? Who owns them? Uh, it, I don't Brett know. Brett
4: Arbuck, or I don't know who owns them.
8: Is it a no. black? Are they owned by a, a black
4: company? A black person? I don't think so. Yeah. You're talking about Atlanta. Y- yeah,
8: that was a rhetorical question.
4: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who owns them is the question. I'll I'll find that out. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs>
9: oh,
4: you know, can, can I do two quick two quick ones? By all means. I, all means. I just want to say this. A mother was arrested for DUI after her 10-year-old daughter called police on her to report the crash. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I would do a a version of black or white, but I'm about to say
9: that.
4: Yeah, yeah, I would play that with you, Kathleen, but I know. (laughs) is the old time. Thanks for giving me that extra one. A (laughs) zookeeper is found mauled to death in a lion enclosure after he forgot to lock the gate when he cleaned the cage. Now he no. said that he raised the cat since it was little. In the yeah. words of uh, Chris Rock, a tiger went tiger on him. <laughs> like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> Stop walking above. Leave him alone. Wow. The tiger went tiger. And that's the there second you. one. This one was in Mexico, and another one happened in China. Somebody else got mauled in front of a live audience at the zoo. Damn. Wow. A tiger went tiger. There he you go. You on cannot
8: end on that one. <laughs> I can't end on
4: the Tiger with Tiger? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> go ahead, you're wrong. Black Panther, <laughs> number one, and it's the number one superhero film ever. Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. We should have done that. Go. Yeah.
4: Wakanda yeah. Forever. There <laughs> you
0: go.
7: All right. Well, folks, it's the end of this show. And ladies are first, so Dr. Delia, you're up.
5: Well, I want to say great show, as always. And remember, it's really a shame It starts first with us, and I do believe. Save our youth, save the world. I'm very happy that youth are standing up, and they are our example. And also, my heart again goes out to on Stephon Clark's family, and change, that's Vision for Change. And if you can do right. that, then, hey, I don't know, I don't know. Stop complaining because you're doing nothing to make a change. Start first with a vision. Thank you.
7: All right. I, uh, uh, Kathleen Williams, uh, you're up, darling.
5: <laughs>
8: I am... Uh, I'm going to take that as a prophetic thing. You calling me Dr. Kathleen? I'm
4: going to take that. There you go. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
8: Um, I just I um, I want to speak out on the speak to, and on behalf of Christians who are and you know there's you can't say there's more authentic Christians. There's only authentic and not authentic, right? So authentic Christians who are following. The messages and principles of Jesus Christ as listed in the Bible, not evangelicals. We are, and I am one, a professed Christian, as you all know. Um, we do absolutely understand that Jesus Christ was the Christ, was Christ and God of the oppressed and oppressed people for standing for justice and against oppression. Um, Dr. King malcolm x even though malcolm x was muslim uh you know god is god so we understand that god is the god of the oppressed so this nonsense with um claiming the you know evangelicals claiming to be in support of trump and all of his oppressive ways is not the staple the standard of um christianity and I believe that wholeheartedly, so I don't want anyone to be turned off by Christians because of evangelicals. And happy Palm Sunday. All amen. right,
7: Thank you, <laughs> Kathleen.
4: Amen, amen, and amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerome. All right. The floor is yours, I my brother. I to um, you know, just really quickly, I, former NBA star Anthony Penny Hardaway will return to coach Memphis. His old wow. alma mater, so I didn't do that news story. So Penny Whoa. Hardaway, one of my favorite players back in the day. Yes. You have to love Penny Hardaway. So, little yeah. Penny, we will have to pull up those commercials <laughs> now. But shout out to little Penny.
0: <laughs> kind of forever.
4: There
7: you, there you go. go. <laughs> all right, folks. Look, we always talk about voting here. We always, what are we gonna do? You always vote your conscience. If you don't vote your conscience, folks, look, you're voting for the wrong thing. And vote your pocketbook, too. I can understand why rich folks vote for Republicans. I can't, because they're for rich folks. But if you're poor, dirt poor, and you're voting Republican, you probably need to take a look in the mirror. That's all I'm going to say to you. And Jerome, with that being said, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it for, my friend? time for the
4: serious side of the
7: Jay Roul show. All right folks, with that being said, we'll see you next week. They'll be back in the uh, chair next week. Thank you folks for having that uh, and have a great one.